Welcome back, everyone, to another rousing episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. As you may have noticed, we took a little break, but we're back in action this week to talk about some horror movies, 2022 edition. And uh, we've got some a great guest for you here today. But as always, doing this podcast with me is my good buddy, Rod. How you doing today? What's up? What's up? What's up? Can you hear me? Am I good? Yeah. All clear. So far? Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank the Ritz-Carlton Hotel for their shitty Wi-Fi. So thank you. Be stable for like a good hour. All right? Good, oh, yes, good. I'm here. All right. <laughs> All right. And that amazing guest I mentioned earlier, we could, we could only... Uh, well, no, not quite. Um, but he is Dude, a healthy. Is... He is a healthy warrior, drinking his Black Adam soda. It's our good friend Zach. How you doing, Matt Ramos? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is by I'm drinking a Zoa Health Warrior Energy Drink, non-sponsor. Um, but because I got it, cause it has the Rock's picture on it. So nice. Can we just and call you a Rock the... Simp now too? Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but also. This is my first time on here as my new Instagram handle. Oh, oh yes. Here we go. <laughs> it was a fitting time in this podcast episode. I think so. And what is that handle? Matt Ramos Enthusiast. <laughs> no. The Rock and Kevin Hart fan page. No. Um, right. The, it's the Horror Enthusiast with three R's. Ooh, okay. I think Hart yeah, usually has three R's, but all right. Well, he uh, took my uh, he took my idea of what the cinema gallery three L's, and he yep. took he took that and used three R's. So once again, Zach is copying me, which is funny because now I see you're like when people don't put that extra L in it, I'm the same way because people have not been putting the extra R in it and like collab yep. posting. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, okay. it's hard for people to spell aficionado, including myself. Sometimes as well. So A F I C. Let's go. Let's get started. <laughs> it's a struggle. All right. So we have several films here uh, from 16. the year 2022. 16, in fact. And I think they're pretty much in order of uh, release. Correct. Chronologically. And yep. So we got the tier list S, A, B, C, D, F, going through them all. And uh, spoiler alert for most of them. Hope you've seen. Most of them. Let's just say all of them. Just for, yeah. just for safekeeping. Let's just say true. all True. True, true. So, all right. Are you ready to get started? I am ready to go. Uh, Zach, you ready to go? Yes. Okay. All right. I know you have a third showing a Black Adam at uh, 1 o'clock, so I'll make sure we get you out of here in plenty of time for that. The uh, IMAX 3D experience. So, Ben. <laughs> yes. The first one on our list is... Would you like to say it? Ah, it's Scream. It is Scream. Well, this is uh, no, not again. This is the sequel to Scream and Wrong. the other movies. <laughs> it's actually a requel. As they the say, requel, right? The requel. The fifth Scream movie. Yes, Scream twenty twenty two. Whatever you want to call it, um, but it is Scream. I guess I'll go first. Uh, I probably liked it the least. But this whole franchise, to me, uh, is not one of my favorites. There's interesting parts to them. And the the commentary, I guess, is, is funny sometimes. But I don't know. It's always odd to me for these that they, they try to make fun of the tropes of scary movies. And then 
kind of use them <laughs> in the movie itself to to try to you know get you to guess who it is and everything uh this one i think was a little harder to guess some of the earlier ones i've i've been I've picked up on the killers pretty easily this one i went through a few different permutations um so i guess that was good and the acting all around is pretty good the bringing of the legacy characters uh, some better than others uh i'm glad david arquette got more to do with this character because i never really liked uh dewey that much but he does yeah, he killed he, it didn't he? he killed it yeah yep uh or quite the opposite but yeah it is is okay for me for this one so uh, put I, it like a bc tier for you a high high c for me probably i like high c too bad good drinks, drinks. <laughs> yes yeah. not a sponsor either not a sponsor i wouldn't mind them being a sponsor though. yeah be cool all right uh, i'll go next before zach gives his you uh, uh his uh what do you call it uh essay on uh on screen <laughs> phil is gonna have an essay <laughs> yeah i know that's <sighs> we're on a time limit here exactly anyway uh i love this movie i talk about was that quite a bit in terms of like i i've come to the point now where i think this might be my favorite of the entire franchise just for how entertaining it is the opening is probably my favorite opening of the screen uh franchise but because they it, it, it's it, it knows what it is i love how self-aware it is too and i love i think that you said this in your review or maybe we talked about it but like how she's talking about films like the babadook and stuff like that it's like yes this is awesome i love to hear this stuff uh it's really well paced i feel like the in terms of the killer's bed when they were introducing the characters one of them i got i was like oh her immediately i was like yeah okay she's the obvious one the other one i didn't get i was like oh oh okay two killers all right cool so yeah i love i love this film uh, the legacy characters like you said that david arquette coming back was awesome love seeing him turn i thought he was used really well courtney cox and uh oh my god zach why am i bad why am i drawing a blank on her name Cindy prescott thank you neve campbell is it never neve i say nev okay i see yeah okay well, nev neve eve look she was she was she was great it was great seeing them back upset that she's not gonna be back for the scream six unfortunately because of contract issues but nonetheless i would say scream is a very high a tier movie for me uh, i think my only problem with it i think the lack of i don't think all the characters were used that well and i think also i said it was really well paced i wish the third act wasn't as silly i thought the third act got a little silly sometimes but still very entertaining experience love love watching it uh, so yeah high a movie for me uh go ahead zach you have uh five minutes or less take it or leave it let's turn the clocks back it's let you know, see okay you know i'll let that slide because we've been gone for a while but it's you gotta you said it so my... like forcefully. Was... You got to you got to be calm with it. Okay. Let's okay. rewind the clocks. Let's okay, rewind the clock. Did it. did it early too. The day after my wedding, this was the first movie me and Kara watched. As a oh, this came nice. out a, the day after we got married. Um. So yes, that's fitting. Start... That's very yeah, fitting for you too. It really was. We were very happy. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh, this started the Jenny Ortega renaissance of 2022, and 
this is where <laughs> okay all right let's start the essay for real though um i love this movie it's just... a prologue yeah that was the prologue <laughs> This movie took like a minute for me to fully appreciate, I think, because when I first watched it, it was a four hour five for me. And then I saw it the second time. And for some reason, there was like an itch in the back of like, just it scratched a good itch for me on like what I wanted for a Scream sequel. And like the themes of requels and toxic fandoms, it just felt like something Wes Craven would have made if he was going to make a Scream 5. And then my favorite like just aspect of it is probably it honestly does feel like the most self-aware screen movie since the first film and i know ben you were saying like the whole like well they do the tropes of it like Mm -hmm. you know they make fun and then do the tropes i feel like this one they do it but also it feels like they're playing on the tropes that they did back in the first film like the greatest wait one of the funniest scenes to me is um i forgot the actress's name but when she's watching her uncle get killed of the reimagining of the scream movie while recreating the same scene and scream yeah it's like my meta it's like the most meta i think the franchise has ever gone and then i it just feels like a giant tribute to wes craven and his wacky style of meta humor and especially for them killing uh dylan mcdermott's character and having him call be called wes and then having a party with a four wes sign Wes Craven is definitely smiling in his grave. There's like no doubt about it. It's a perfect meta movie to me. Um, again, Jenny Ortega steals the show. It does suck that we won't see Nev Campbell and Scream 6, but I'm a true believer that I think now we got like some great characters from this franchise, and especially with Hayden Panettiere coming back, that we don't really need Sydney Prescott just because I don't see what else she can do especially with the end i think the ending here was a very fitting ending to her especially with courtney cox's character um it just i don't know i just don't see what else you could do with sydney and bringing her back it would just feel redundant at that point but aside from that this movie is really well done to me uh probably the goriest since four since the last movie especially dewey's death that took me by surprise especially in the dolby theater that was very gruesome to hear um yeah, I just think there's a few like cheesy moments, like the whole uh, um, bringing back Billy Loomis, uh, Ski Ulrich, him like the like the ghost. It was just a very, it was like okay, we're going to a little bit more of a supernatural element. I so can, I can, I actually like that. I don't know why that that stuff actually worked for me, but I understand. Where, I I see that. I understand. Like I like it too, but there's just something that's like it kind of like takes away from the grounded of the scream. Scream is a very, very grounded franchise. It's not supernatural at all, but it's it's whatever. It it fit it fit the story and it brought like a really good final girl ending for uh, Melissa. I forgot her name. Yeah, Yeah, So I I do want to mention her real quick because she was phenomenal in this movie. I think this is my first time. No, she was in 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 the Heights last year. I think Uh, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay yeah um yeah she she was really good in that um very believable i think but jenna ortega really like aside from me being a simp she really does steal the show for the movie like i honestly would not be surprised if she becomes the main character going forward just from her fan base alone and people loving her character in this one um you were mentioning like the babadook stuff uh i would never thought i would hear like a modern horror movie mention a24 movies 
that's just something I, it just follows it's just like mind blows to me and i loved it uh yeah probably if i didn't have such a passionate love for the first movie and like game me into horror this one would be my favorite in the franchise but just from nostalgia alone the first one's just a little bit yeah so this is here for me you say s tier or a tier s s yeah all right so we got an s we got an a and we got a c tough i think uh a uh, yeah averages out about okay so f tier i'm just kidding a tier is for scream all right, right let's talk about something that's not gonna be on the a tier and that's texas chainsaw massacre uh i'm gonna be if we can gentlemen i'm gonna be really quick with this one uh this movie's terrible it is awful it is i think this was the movie where i really like started complaining about i'm really tired of seeing in horror movies people going at freaking sketchy ass gas stations all the time that go fill up on gas and all this like i can we please stop with that trope? It's like every single fucking horror movie we gotta stop at a sketchy ass 7-Eleven or something like that. I mean, can we, just enough. But anyway, that's besides the point. I mean, they're only there for like two minutes. Uh, none of the characters I liked at all. The dialogue is terrible. There are no real genuine jump scares. I'm not even the biggest fan of the Texas Chainsaw franchise, period. I just watched the one, the 2003 one a couple of weeks ago. I told was telling Zach. That was actually a lot of fun. I had a good time with that one. Um, this is a, if it wasn't for that bus scene, because that bus scene is really entertaining. I love that bus scene. Uh, I want to put this on the D tier for myself, just for that bus scene alone. And the ending, because I was actually happy about the other face one, when he's just swinging that head around and everything. That was fun. So uh, D tier for me. Uh, Zach, Ben, one of you guys want to go? Or we're we just going to put on the D tier? <laughs> uh, no, I want to go, because I have a beef with this effing movie. You know, this is a straight F tier. I freaking hate this movie, man. It's funny how we got Scream a month prior when it's like a total, like, a no, a total meta comedy about horror comedy about requels. And then we get this shitty requel. It's laughably bad. When they bring back the same character, recasting and bringing back the same character from the first movie, and it's like <laughs> total play on the Laurie Strode 2018 scene where she's like, yeah. it's hilarious. Like, I don't know if they were being like, like being funny with it or like kind of parodying it, but it wasn't like, there was no like sense of self-awareness where I think they were full on serious with it. Very disappointed of uh, Fede Alvarez on this one for him producing it. Um, I don't see how, I wish he actually directed it because it would probably have been a lot better. Um, but producing, he's just not hitting it with it. I hate this one. The bus scene, I can't appreciate the gore, but the dialogue is so cringy. You're going to get canceled, bro. What am I watching? This is Texas Dude, my, no, my favorite part of that, Zach, is they all take off their cell phones when he comes on the bus. That I'm is like, Are you guys yeah. so fucking stupid <laughs> that is very accurate i think that will actually happen but this is a franchise that was built upon themes about animal cruelty um like the being like just everything like during that era of films and it's crazy what we got with this one and how lackluster and horrible it was i don't remember much from it um just how bad it was the ending is hilariously bad to me too of uh, just like it's so rushed and out of nowhere. And the the scene where she's like crying on the car, like as it's slowly going one mile an hour. I'm like, just get up. Like, what what am I watching? I, I hate this epic. You know, movie. I'm thinking that at the end, I'm like, well, that face could literally catch up to her and kill her. I don't it's know why he's going not. So slow. <laughs> going so slow. 
It's like, eh, eh, eh. um, I mean, it's sad when I actually would rather watch the Alexandria the Dario Texas Chainsaw <laughs> or this one, and that was my one of my least favorite horror movies with one of the worst lines of all time in that one. But this one is just. It feels like a spit, like a like they just spat on the face of the franchise, and it's just not good to me. I do like the one shot though, where Larry faces in the cornfield, and like he pops mm. up. Mm. That was okay. That was probably the best shot in the movie. But other than that, this movie is doo doo poo poo stinky. <laughs> doo doo poo poo stinky. Well said. Well said. No, I'm I'm about the same. Uh, this one, I. I I watched it like in segments also because I just couldn't do it all at once. Um, yeah, the the legacy story, like you mentioned, was really weird and dumb and not. What was the story? I, I, I missed that. <laughs> the I plot, just... plot thread. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, dumb and then not didn't even amount to anything. So, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, F also, real quick. Yeah. What is this whole concept of going to a town and making like a utopia? <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. All right, let's 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 move on to something fresh. Ah, uh, uh, you see what I did uh, there? Yeah. One uh, bad uh, bad, bad pun. <laughs> back in action. Let's talk about fresh because it has Daisy Edgar Jones in it. Where do I begin? So. Damn right I am. Hell yeah, yeah. Anyway, fresh. Uh, I remember watching this back at Sundance, guys, and I was like, holy fuck. Because the first half an hour, it's like your generic rom-com with two really good performances. And, like These guys have excellent chemistry. And then the title card finally shows up on screen, and it's something else entirely. And from that point on, it becomes just this great WTF, WTF movie that is exhilarating. It's really well acted. It's just a little too long for me. That's my biggest complaint. I think the second act drags a little too long. I think mm-hmm. there's one too many characters for this for this premise. I think if it had just focused on Daisy, Sebastian, Stan, and that other girl in the in the facility, I think that would have been fine. But bringing in the the other the black guy and the, and the best friend along too, I was like, okay, now we're just adding too many characters and kind of getting away from this simple premise and it's not really for everybody guys it's not really for everybody but i had a really great time with it it's a fun b-level movie for me i had a, a lot of fun with fresh uh, i just rewatched it for the second time actually over uh, this past weekend uh, so yeah zach your thoughts on fresh um i like it um i at first i i knew something was afoot like there was just something off of us about Seb- Sebastian Stan's character. Um, I always appreciate when the movie does a credit scene midway. Um, again, they did that in, or Gaspar Noah did that in Climax. And I know I just, I'm very fond of that. It's so unique and cool to me. Um, so when they did it here, I was like, ah, that's very cool. I like that. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones is great in this movie. She's really, really stellar. Um, I had like a get out feel towards that later half. Um, and then there was like when the wife was in on it, I'm like, okay, this is kind of, this is kind of a little different. It's too much. Um, yeah. It's a little too much. I, I will like, I totally agree. This movie feels long. It kind of dragged towards like when she's just in the cell or like in the room, it just felt like, I don't know, like it could have been trimmed down a little bit. 
Um, I like the dance scene. Like when when oh, she's going, the, the whole building tension of her actually trying human being a cannibal and like like just playing along with it you know she's gonna get revenge and like i had mm-hmm. it back in my mind it's like are they gonna go there and then they did i'm like good for her and yeah i i enjoyed it i'll say it's a b tier for me real quick too because about the, the length of the movie I, the the time this film premiered at sundance because it was virtual it was like three in the morning or like two or three in the morning so I was like, okay, maybe the runtime, maybe it's just me being tired because I'm watching it like very early in the morning. But when I saw when I watched it yesterday or the other the other day, I'm like, no, nope, it's 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 still long. It's just the pacing of it. Like yeah. I don't mind like you know long horror movies or like long thrillers, but it's just the pacing, which is a bit off. Um, and like the ending is just kind of a little bit anticlimactic. It would just yes, it it feels like very rushed. Um, but it's a B tier. I enjoyed it. It's a be- it's a fun beloved movie. Yeah, I feel. I was gonna say Hulu's been killing it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Uh, yeah, I feel about the about the same as you guys. Uh, that it was good, interesting concept and everything, but then kind of dissolves to semi generic uh, material by the end and dragged on, like you said. Uh, I think it did really help not seeing the trailer before myself. Yes. Yeah. I was you, I didn't put that on my story then. Like yeah. do not watch the trailer for fresh mm-hmm. because it just gives away stuff you don't want to know about. So I'm I'm glad you didn't watch the trailer. Yep. Which is the opposite for one of the movies we're gonna talk about later. So yeah. <laughs> um uh, I I'd I'm, I'm fine with B. I'll go B as well. I you know I wouldn't put this on like the C plus tier, but I think the performances kind of elevate it to a B level movie for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, let's talk about X. I know Zach so long. I got an essay about this one. I will let Zach go first because I know he loves this movie the most out of all of us here. So, Zach, if you can be quick. <clears throat> nope. Okay. S <laughs> tier. <laughs> Without a doubt, S tier. This is okay. If Pearl did not come out this year, if that came out next year, this would be my favorite movie of the year. Um, I adore X. It scratched that itch that Texas Chainsaw could not scratch. Um, and like people have been compared, like it's it's very easy to compare the two films, like the original Texas Chainsaw and this one, just from like the seventies feel, like going to like a back of the backwoods Texas home, you know. But this one has something very stylish to it that feels more like a tribute to just seventies films and slashers in general. Oh, man, it's hard not to talk about this movie and then talk about Pearl too because they do go hand to hand. When you watch Pearl and then you go back and watch this, it's a whole different experience. Like the character of Pearl is very complex, and you honestly do feel bad for her when you rewatch X. It's like really like hard hitting, and like you're like, damn, there's so many layers to this character. And I think that's all besides Ty West's incredible direction. I think it's all because of Mia Goth. Mia Goth's performance in both Pearl and X and playing an older Pearl, just freaking stellar. It's it's the best, like, I, I can't, again, I can't wrap my brain around seeing, like, two films based around the same character in one year and being done so effort, effortlessly and incredible. It's, it's just mind-blowing to me. And Mia Goth better deserves some Oscar recognition for Pearl later on this year, but I'm going to talk about Pearl later, obviously. Um... 
the movie is i love like the small details like you were saying how like the gas station trope and they go to a gas station here but that scene there's something like little like details of like old 70s filmmaking like the audio feels very vintage and that like it was just like i just goggled over this so much when i first watched it um Britney Snow's great. You know, Jenna Ortega probably has the best scream ever in horror. It's like one I can't get over. Like my, I just can't get over that scream. It's so well done. Um, and like this again, like with the Jenna Ortega Renaissance, it just was so incredible. Um, the Don't Fear the Reaper scene is one of the greatest <laughs> things to me. It, it's just, ah, uh, it just like I love it so much. Um, yeah, it's just S tier. I'm not gonna get it full like. I talked about this movie a lot and there's just so many aspects that I just love about it. And the whole, like seeing like the whole, it's a movie based around, you know, the porn industry and stuff, but also of like just sex in general and how people view sex. Um, again, I mentioned before, like when, like when we, for this movie first dropped that like, it's funny when I first saw it, that people were like, didn't mind seeing Britney Snow and Kid Cudi have sex. But then, like, we're so disgusted when Pearl and Howard has sex. And just, like, what's the difference? That's the point. And, like, Ty West is a freaking genius with that. Um, so many great themes spread it throughout. And it's not just a basic slasher film. There is a lot of, like, deep and, like, very a lot of themes buried into this. And um, every time I rewatch it, I just love it more and more. Um, it would be my, again, it would be my favorite film of the year. But then we got the masterpiece Pearl that came out a couple months ago. So. I'm going to leave it at the S tier and shut up. I would, I was very close to putting this on the S tier. I just think the first, and I think Ben and I talked about it when we reviewed it, the first act is just a bit, takes a bit too long, or it just, it goes on for a little bit too long, Zach. But I do like how it took its time. We get to know the characters. Everyone has depth. Everyone has layers to them. And the you know, social commentary on the in the foreign industry and how certain people view sex that conversation they're all having after that day of shooting when they're all like eating sandwiches just talking about sex and everything i love that whole conversation and then it turns into this bombastic kind of fun slasher film which you talk about jenna ortega i think she got the most brutal death in the entire movie honestly i felt so bad for her character um britney snow man i loved her in this movie i haven't i'm not the biggest britney snow fan in the world you know and so seeing her in this i was like wow Okay, this girl really can't act because like the other horror films I've seen are like Prom Night, which is god awful, and then the guilty pleasure Netflix film uh, Would You Rather, which it's a lot of fun, but it's a bad movie. Uh, so yeah, it was great seeing her in this. Kid Cudi, who's my favorite artist of all time, he was actually phenomenal. In this. this is kind of uh, a little bit of a uh, renaissance for him, I guess you should say, because he was terrible in that Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie you were talking about, as well as Need for Speed, which was just, yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, X just comes down to that first act dragging on a little bit too long. But then you go back and after, I did go back, Zach, after I saw Pearl and you watched that again, I was like, holy crap. I'm seeing this movie from a totally different lens now, now having even more details about Pearl. And I still kind of wanted to root for her, but not really because she's killing like these innocent kids. So it's a very, very high A for me for X. I was gonna say real quick on the whole like um you're talking about, like the eating sandwiches scene. Um we like after watching Pearl and you're watching it, that landslide like musical moment, 
mm-hmm. it like that is very tragic like because you see pearl like as a character you know her backstory now you know where she like came from it's very like again she is a murderer <laughs> that's not i'm not excusing that but you see where she's coming from and like you feel bad for her of her age and like realizing that she never made it that she's been stuck on this farm so it's just again a whole nother layer once you see both films and apparently mia goth will never eat a bologna sandwich again because they kept doing takes and takes and she just kept eating them so fun fact i don't blame her so for me uh I I didn't enjoy this one as much <clears throat> as you guys. I appreciate the the themes, how it's presented, all the acting was really good. I agree. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't. It didn't grip me as much uh, as as you guys. And then Pearl is one of three films we're talking about today I haven't seen yet. And maybe in retrospect, uh, kind of like you're saying, Zach, this would put this one in a different light. I might appreciate it more. Um, but yeah, plus I'd been built up a lot and waited for it to, it came out on digital until I watched it. And then I was like, oh, um, so that, that first half, like you're saying, especially dragged for me, uh, waiting, waiting to get into it. So, uh, it's more of a, more of a B or a C for me. Okay. So people put it on A tier. Kind of. All right, cool. We'll put it on A tier. Ends up looking as that was put on the S tier. How'd that get over there? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We have to be fair. We have to be fair. Okay, so while Ben's talking, let's go ahead, Zach, and let's dive into Multiverse of Madness, the next film up. We've talked about this film a lot, so I kind of want to be quick with this one so we can move on to some of the other ones we haven't gone deep into detail with. All I'll say about Multiverse of Madness is the more I watch it, Zach, the more I'm just completely entertained by it, and the more I appreciate seeing Ramey's horror efforts uh, in this one. And the horror aspects it goes to, especially the uh, there's a scene. I don't know if you remember the scene, guys. It's in the uh, they're escaping uh, the headquarters, and Wanda's chasing after them. And there's that moment, that slow mo moment of Doctor Strange waiting for Wanda to show up, and the water's dripping and everything. And it just like it gets slower and slower, and then Wanda disappears. That's one of my favorite jump scares of the year. I love that so much. And then the musical fight between uh, Doctor Strange and Evil Doctor Strange was great. Uh, my only issue with this film continues to be the lack of care for Mor- Morbius for the uh, <laughs> oh boy for the uh, for my for my oh my god Chiwetel Ejiofor's character. I uh, Mordo, thank you, God Lord, thank you, Brain. I almost I'm, I'm to the point now, guys, where I just feel like he shouldn't have even been in this movie. I felt like he was kind of wasted just to kind of introduce the Illuminati. Like, hey, here are all these famous people and me. So, you know, it's it's whatever, though. But other than that, I thoroughly enjoy Multiverse of Madness so much. It's still a top 10 MCU movie for me. And the performance from Elizabeth Olsen is still one for, it, it, in my opinion, still, it's a top five all-time MCU performance. It is what she did here and WandaVision spectacular. So, yeah, Multiverse of Madness. A tier film for me. Uh, go ahead, Zach. Again, another S tier movie. I will. Okay, S tier movie, A tier horror movie. I'm gonna say that. Um, okay. Since this is a horror ranking, I'm gonna say it's about an A tier for horror. Um, 
yeah, I again talked about this film a lot with y'all. Um, everybody probably knows my thoughts on it and how much I love it, but I'm gonna dive more into like the horror aspects. because uh, people have been arguing, is this a horror movie? Can you even consider this a horror movie? I do. One, you got Sam Raimi, like one of the kings of horror. Um, and he does like provide a lot of like tropes for horror that well classify as a horror movie. You got jump scares, you got witches, you got zombies, you got um what was the other aspect uh you, oh yeah like kind of body horror gruesome kills even though it's pg-13 and it's like disney you still i would never thought i was seeing black bolt like head just melt like that's something i wouldn't thought i never would have seen in the mcu disney movie so i think for me it's very much a horror movie imdb classes it as a horror movie uh yeah elizabeth olsen now, unfortunately, my second favorite performance of the year because Video Gotham Pearl is just too too great for me. Um, but as a horror film, it's an A tier. Real quick, Ben, before you go, I think, Ben, you and I should go ahead and schedule our naps when we get to Pearl uh, so we can just let Zach talk about Pearl for the rest of the episode. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Too. <laughs> and then me, Ben, could do naps when you talk about bodies times three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Anyway, go ahead, Ben. Um, yeah, this one, I think I'm a little, well, I know I'm a little lower than you guys, too. Um, I haven't gone back and rewatched this one uh, yet, which I should. But, yeah, my overtime has kind of gone down a little bit for me because the I feel like the, the story is kind of a rehash of some of the uh, themes we've seen earlier, especially in WandaVision. Um, and then it's it's essentially like, just a, a chase movie um but i mean Raimi's all over the movie there's really cool concepts there the acting from olsen totally agree is is amazing uh elfman's score is awesome and the uh, the visuals are really cool uh but i don't know in the end it's not like as impactful to me or uh perhaps memorable i guess for the for the whole story um but but it is really cool and I, I thought it was a fun weird cool watch um in in the theaters plus i'm interested to see where they go from here with uh with certain characters so maybe that in retrospect will help too but i'll probably average out again and say a b for me all right so put in the a tier once again for the for the multiverse of madness one thing I want to say real quick, um, I did a poll on my page. Is America Chavez a final girl? And I'm shocked the majority of people said yes. I think she is. My, me personally. I, I don't think she is. Tropes. It follows the tropes. That's the way I see it. But it's just a bit a little fun stretch. But just want to throw that out there. Okay. Well, let's talk about A24's Men. A film Ben you haven't seen. So Zach and I will talk about this one. Mm-hmm a movie where I think I enjoyed more than Zach. I have seen this film twice. Um, it is a film that I love the first two acts. I think it's pretty much perfect for me. <sighs> and that third act is just way, way too much. And Zach knows exactly what I'm talking about. The people who have seen men know what we're talking about. It's a lot. And I kind of wanted to throw up Honestly, I'm not going to lie. And I think the messaging gets a little lost as, here as well. I don't think Garland was really clear, Zach, in terms of what he was trying to say. And 
I wanted to love this movie. I really did because you go back and you watch it, Zach, and you, you love those those first two acts are so good and the suspense is there. Jesse Buckley is acting her ass off. And I just want to give a full kudos to her because she has been killing it lately with I'm thinking of ending things, the lost daughter, and now this. I think she has been three for three lately. She is a terrific actress who's only going to get better. And I think, Zach, if this movie had been better and maybe released later this year, she would have maybe been consideration for an Oscar. But unfortunately, because it came out in May and lost in the shuffle of blockbusters, and because the ending is just it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to give this a B level uh, film for me. This one, um, I don't know, man. It just is not hit for me. Um, I'm a big Garland fan. Uh, both his Ex Machina and Annihilation are my top uh, 25 films of all time. Love Annihilation. It just gets better and better each watch. It's on, I think it's number 11th right now on my ranking of favorite films of all time. I just love that movie. So going in, I was really excited for this one. This one, see, last year people complained about Lamb being too, like, a AI script writing of, a, of an A24 horror movie. I feel like this one felt more like that to me. It's just all the A24 horror tropes, all the elevator horror things people are, like, kind of mocking now. Um, this one just, it felt like that. I did like the first two acts. I didn't love them. Um I did appreciate the green scenery and like Jesse Puckley's like performance. She was really, really great. Um, it's just the, and like the, I forgot the guys, the mate, the other guy. Uh, I'm the working mate. here. Yeah. He, he was, he was great. so good in this movie. He yeah. was so good. And like the multiple times he like, like the trippiness of him being like every character, like I get Garland's like, I get his ideas. I get like the whole concept, but again, there's a film that we're going to talk about a little bit later that I think delves into those concepts a little bit better. Mm. And this one just felt too on the nose and then eye rolling when the third act comes, that third act is disgusting. And the point of not even visually, but also just storytelling is not good at all. It's more, it felt like a what the fuck moment just to be a what the fuck moment. And it like, he got lost in the weird, man. He got lost he got, in the weird. He get lost in the sauce. And yeah. like, he just, he, it just became too much. It became way too much. And there's a point where someone needs to be told to just stop and filmmaking and stop. And like, I just, I love A24 and what they do for creative freedom on these filmmakers. But this one, sometimes a studio interference is needed to be like, hey, man let's just cut this back maybe just once they get your message i think we can cut back and then the way the film kind of cuts too it's just i don't know there's again there's gonna be two films that we talk about later that delve into the themes a lot better and yeah this one it's just a i'm gonna give it a c tier because i did like those first two acts like i said and the cinematography is fucking stunning oh, so good it is yeah. it's remarkable and me being uh, a Garland fanboy, I think I can't let go of that. So yeah. C tier. I'll go I'll go C tier with you because the third act is a very much a disappointment. And like you, like we were saying, gets lost in the sauce. You know, I personally put it on the B tier, but I will agree with you just for group ranking sense to put it on the C tier. Uh, plus we need to put his film on the C tier anyway. So let's go ahead and move on to the black phone. I love this movie so freaking much. Um I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to let Ben go first because Ben hasn't gone first in a while. Plus, I have to use the bathroom. So go ahead, Ben. Nice. 
yeah, for this one, this is the one I was talking about, the trailer uh, to movie experience ratio. The uh, saw the the first teaser trailer, I guess, or whatever, and it was interesting. I thought it was, you know, interesting concept and everything, and good acting. I was like, all right, well, we'll do this. And then that first, I guess, or second full trailer showed a lot. I feel like uh, even watching it, you know, making the joke, oh, I don't have to see the movie now because I've seen the trailer. Uh, but I was hoping there would be more to it. But unfortunately for me, there was there was not. Uh, of course, there is the good, you know, period piece stuff, and um, the acting from most of the kids was good. Uh, Ethan Hawke's really scary. Um, I don't know. There's there's good elements here and everything, and I, I mean, it was a good watch, but <laughs> just really that trailer gave away a lot. Um, and even the there was like a a twist or two, I guess. Uh, but they weren't as impactful to me just because I, I could guess the other elements and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess that's that's interesting. So uh, it, it really stinks. It is a good movie and I understand people really enjoying it, <laughs> uh, which is you know kind of weird to say, but um, just, <laughs> just seeing that stuff before and kind of figuring out what was probably going to happen, uh, you know, diminishing returns a little bit for me. So but but I also praise it for what it did for what it is. Um, so what do you think, Zach? Um, I thought it was very suitable. It's not my favorite Dickerson movie. I think Sinister mm -hmm. is a lot better. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It, it, I love his style, and this feels like a Dickerson movie. Like there's very few directors. Um, it's it's funny. It's always horror directors. You know their style. And this one, you know Dickerson style. It felt like a sinister esque like cinematography feel and everything. Another horror movie set in the seventies, which a mm -hmm. lot of them are doing nowadays, and I fully appreciate it. Um, love the soundtrack, love the needle drops. Um, yeah, it, that's another like I really like. There was like I forgot which song it was, but it was one like towards the middle where like one the kid goes like tells him to wake the hell f up and then it cuts to like his backstory there's a needle drop there that's really well done and i appreciate uh the little flair it had with it um i like i wish we got more of ethan hawk that's like my biggest complaint because i wish we knew his backstory like i get it storytelling you don't need like a backstory for everything but this one i felt i was just so compelled by his character and want to know why he does what he does um I didn't expect like the like the house switching twist. I didn't expect that. Um, I did like the yeah. like sinister shots of like the kid like floating in the corner. That was very chilling. Um, but this one is probably as I'm looking at the list, probably the most crowd pleasing horror movie, especially the last act. It's a very like I know it's weird to say like a horror movie is crowd pleasing. But this one, there's towards the end, like the whole where they get rescued and everything, and the kid fights back is very crowd pleasing. The theater I saw it and loved it. So I think it's always nice to see those in horror movies. And uh, this one is a, I'd say a B tier just from style and story and Ethan Hawke. Okay. So I had to move again. So hopefully you guys can still hear me okay. Um, I, this comes down to the child actor for me i think both the kids in this movie are fantastic i think ethan hawk is 
downright terrifying. There are some shots in this film. They just go to him, just waiting for the kid to come up to the room. And I'm like, holy crap, this is ter- that's a terrifying shot. This Ethan Hawk standing with that, you know, that belt. I'm like, good Jesus Christ, this guy's terrifying. Uh, I think this film falls flat for me in the sense that I think that crowd phasing element you were talking about, that, I think that's where it kind of lost me a little bit uh, towards the latter half. But the first, how long is this film? Almost two hours. I was a majority of this film I was in love with. I just think it kind of didn't overstay its welcome, but I kind of wanted to wrap up a little bit neater. But there's still a great emotional uh, punch to here, especially with the, the kid's relationship with their dad. Uh, I like that a lot, especially when he, you know, he comes and finds him. like, can you please forgive me? I love that line so much. I'm trying to find this girl's name. Yeah, Madeline McGraw. She steals this entire movie. There, There's a scene she's having with a cop which I love so much. Uh, I forgot the line she says, but I was like, oh, damn, that was hilarious. Um, so I can give it a B to, I'm on the A tier myself personally. I can't give it an S tier because it kind of lost a little bit for me in, a, in a, like the last 15 or so minutes, but still a damn good movie. Very impressed with it. I mean, it's got Dixon too. I mean, should we be surprised? So, uh, Ben, where'd you say you had it at? I forgot to actually, uh, but with my enjoyment of it, I'd probably say C. Okay, hold on the B tier. We'll put yeah. black ball on the B tier. Okay. Also, right. Rod, you're kind of laggy. Okay, great. This is the spot with the freaking outlets. So, while I go find a better place for an outlet, Zach, why don't you go and talk about Jordan Peele's latest film, Nope. Um, this is one of those movies, you watch it, you love it, but as I kept thinking about it, I just loved it more and more. It's Jordan Peele's version of Jaws, and at first I was like, okay, I, I don't see how, but the more, like, of course I thought about it, totally see it. It's a whole, um, suspenseful, don't show, like, don't show, don't, like, element of like the alien stuff and then when you get to the climax you see it it's full on like a tribute to jaws um and like close encounters and stuff uh this is actually one of the i don't get scared in horror movies anymore like it's just something i i've seen so many i'm kind of immune to jump scares and stuff but this is the first horror movie that like really got to me especially it's towards the middle where the uh alien like sucks up all the people and like the whole sunglasses at night sequence i was so like gripping my theater seat which is very rare for me in like a horror movie and as much as i love the genre i just it's just hard for me to get like really really scared these days because i know it's fake and like more of like i want to know how they made it and like the practical effects and everything this one totally blew me away of that this the whole switch of like using like the daylight setting and using that like shooting like the dark scenes in daylight was so well done and everything looks so beautiful it was a great mystery great themes too about show business and like fame and wanting to get famous especially in the tiktok age it's a very very relevant movie um kiki palmer is amazing in it one of my favorite performances of the year same with daniel kalula great great like quiet performance um steven yin is great too in it um yeah, I really, really, really love Nope the more I thought about it. And Gordy, the whole Gordy sequence is terrifying too. And like 
it's terrifying the aspect of like you know that's kind of how things are and like you can't keep an animal like caged up forever forever and that theme of then playing it back to Stephen Yin's character with the alien totally totally great story writing Jordan Pill is three for three he's one of my favorite filmmakers now like I didn't want to like put him in like my top 10 list for a while because he just only had like two movies but now with like three like perfect outings it's hard not to be in my top 10 favorite directors he's just knocking out in the park and his style is just so visually appealing to me and so unique and yeah I love this movie I wish I saw it again in theaters but timing just didn't work out right so I can't wait to rewatch it on uh, 4k uh it's a s tier for me the more I thought about it I love this movie okay you said a lot there, and there's some stuff I agree with you with. There's some stuff I don't, because uh, I was actually Zach like you. I was waiting to put Peel in my top ten because I, I like I need to see what he does in his third film. I need that one more film to kind of certify or solidify that I can put him in my top ten. And after that first screening I went to, I was like, you know what? I didn't love it as much as Get Out or Us, but I appreciate his ambition. I was like, you know, so I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. And I. Sh- I can't do it though. I can't put them in my top 10 still just yet because there are still some things that bother me about this movie. And it's kind of my my main negative about some of the films we talked about before. It's the runtime. I think this film overstays its welcome in that second act quite a bit. Uh, I think we could have gotten to certain points. I think some conversations go on too long. I think there are certain scenes. Like I, th- I think that there's a scene with the three of them, uh, Kluya, Kiki Palmer and the other guy, the prize uh, electronics guy, they're just like hanging out talking at like a diner or whatever. I'm like, we, we don't need this scene. We've kind of already treaded this ground already before. But then it, it just goes back to Peel's ambition because we don't see directors doing this often. Uh, so I'm, it's an up and down with me, Zach. It really is because on one hand, it's entertaining as hell. Kiki Palmer seals the show. I actually love Chloe's more subdued performance here. I think that was part of this character, so I love that. And I thought the ending was unique and different, and I'm actually glad the reveal of what the thing is wasn't what we thought it was. Because uh, I thought we were getting that reveal in the barn scene, which was wonderfully staged. Actually, I love that. That whole scene was suspenseful as hell, and I loved it. Um, yeah, I just think the runtime, guys, it just, it doesn't, it's not paced as well as Get Out or Us. I don't, I don't think so. And the Stephen Young thing, I go back and forth on because his performance is great. And I know where he was going with that story. I just don't know if we needed that story in this movie. I feel like that could have been its own separate movie almost. Like we could have just done that for another film. Sometimes when we go, when we come back to that story, it kind of took away from my overall enjoyment of the film. But then we get that great scene in the in the TV studio. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm at an A. I'm going to give it an A tier because of Peel's ambition, the performances, and just how unique and different it is from other films and other horror films we've gotten this year. I just wish it was a bit tighter of a film. The one thing I was going to say, you mentioned like his ambition. That's another thing I love about the movie. This is like a blockbuster. This is an old school blockbuster. It feels like yep. you know back. Jaws. there's something it's so high budget like you get peel this major studio budget and he just turns into gold to me um so it's i don't i don't want him to make 
uh, like a comic book movie at all but it would be cool to see him like do that but if we get keep getting like original blockbusters like this oh he he's easily gonna be the next spielberg it just he's on a great track record right now yep yeah. <clears throat> uh i coming out of the theater i was like oh that was that was good but i have thought about it a lot more uh it's definitely stayed with me so appreciate that aspect um but yeah echo a lot of what you guys said um that the acting all around is really good the story was interesting and and different while paying homage to some of the other classic uh horror thriller movies um and yeah some of the visuals too are really really cool i like that realization of what the thing is that they're trying to chase the there's some parts of the end where uh especially that the you know, Chrome helmet guy was a little much for me. Hand me my phone. Hand me my phone. I got to film. I got to film it. Um, and yeah, some things were just kind of felt a little odd. But yeah, I overall I I liked it, and I do keep coming back to it. Yeah, like you said, that the Gordy stuff. So I I really like that. I think it kind of connected to the uh, Young's Stephen Young's character's uh, motivations and everything, and where he is uh, present day. Um, Plus that whole thing, talking about the SNL, <laughs> shouting out all those old SNL people, um, and uh, and talking about that was was kind of funny. But yeah, that that whole Gordy scene is is terrifying. That in the barn was the most terrifying to me. Um, but then once we figure out what's going on with the spaceship and stuff, it gets kind of kind of fun. I think interesting. So uh, it would be like high B for me, but I'm I'm good with A as well. All right, another film in the A tier. Yeah. Look at that, the A tier. Like Zach was saying, it's been a great year for horror. If your name's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So <laughs> let's move on to a film that we've talked about already a little bit when we did our Rebecca Hall episode, guys. That's yeah. Resurrection. Uh, so I'll be quick with this one. Performance-wise, it's still one of the best of the year. I think it is – the ending is what it is, right? It is what it is. You're either on board or you're not. But I think the journey leading up to it is fantastic. And I think, Zach, you were talking about when we talk about men, I think you were alluding to this film in terms of the messaging and themes of what, you know, being more clear. And I think that's this is the film you're talking about, Zach. Is it resurrection? Am I wrong? Okay, cool. Awesome. So I forgot where I put it. I think we gave it a B as a group, Ben. I think I gave it an A myself personally. I'm still kind of there, like on the A minus B plus tier. I haven't gone back and revisited since we've done that episode, but uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put on the A tier still. I'm glad that. Uh, yeah, I hadn't changed much either since we talked about it last time for me. Uh, performance is really good. That The ending is just such a genre switch to me, and I feel, I mean, I'm all for an ambiguous ending, but I, I was kind of hoping for maybe a little more detail or, or explanation uh, to to what really happened, if it did or not. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, Rebecca Hall and uh, Tim Broth's performances are incredible. Uh, that's what kept me engaged the whole time uh, and interested. So it, I'm, I'm still, I'm still B for resurrection. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah. Still B for me. Um, I kind of forgot, not like forgotten a lot of the movie, but I just remember a lot of the Rebecca Hall incredible acting she did. Um, 
Yeah, it's like I mentioned men. Like there's two other movies that came out this year that had a better storytelling of this theme uh about men and like toxic masculinity all that uh this one definitely was one of them um it was the best monologue of the year until another movie came out that i'm gonna spend five hours talking uh but yeah it's a great beauty for me i go back and forth like i'm still back and forth because i think the monologue is somewhere yet different you know because that monologue there it's it's both they're both centered on both characters the entire time uh, but they're coming from two different perspectives, sort of. And then the kind other of. person they're talking to has kind of similar reaction. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially in Pearl. So, um, okay. Well, look at, let's just look at that then. It's time to talk about bodies, bodies, bodies. I want to go last here. I want to let Ben go first. All right. Well, this one was surprise to me. Uh, I heard it had good reviews and stuff, and I was kind of semi-excited for it, interested to see what would go down. Uh, and it is it is really funny. Um, the Yeah, really clever, too, the story. And uh, kind of, you know, poking fun at the, um, the trends and, um, you know, social commentary of, of the day. Uh, I thought was was funny and clever. The acting's pretty good all around. Maybe there's some line readings that weren't the best. Uh, is it Rachel Sonnet? Do I have her name right? Yeah, Rachel Sonnet. MVP. Yes. MVP. Yes, I agree. Uh, she was she was great. And yeah, so all around it was pretty good. And I was I was interested to see where the story was going. And the ending I liked a lot because I didn't. Uh, I mean, until the last few seconds, I didn't see where it was going. <laughs> so that that surprised me. Maybe I should have, uh, given the the context and everything. But yeah, I really I really like that ending. It got got to me. So uh, bodies, bodies, bodies gives thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up for me. Even though I have two thumbs, but uh, I uh, let's go let's go A for this one for me. I really enjoyed it. All right, simp number one. What you got? <laughs> um. Shock! So I really do love this movie. Um, it on the rewatch, it kind of went down a minute. Wrong, just... wrong, wrong. <laughs> Look, it's the pacing for me <laughs> in the middle portion. Some of the pacing is kind of a little slow, and like some stuff, like I don't know, it's just the pacing. I really that I'm a big, big like believer in like good pacing, and that really will make or break a movie. So this one didn't really fully break it. It just it dropped down from five stars to a 4.5 out of five stars. Not that big of a deal. Um, wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. My bad. But it's an A tier for me. I love this movie. Great, great, great commentary on Gen Z and how they handle situations or how like our generation handles stuff and how everybody just freaks out. Um, great twist. It was that opening night when I saw it. It was such a fun experience. Um, really really great experience uh the whole podcast thing is a very funny segment so <laughs> right. good so, so good. accurate and good <laughs> in like context of that you could take that and put it like even like a filmstagram like event uh-huh. it takes a lot of planning all right it's so so dramatic it's so well done um i agree with ben on the line delivery there's a couple actors that or actresses that like it was just kind of off it, it just felt wrong out, wrong out of character wrong. Um, 
wrong. Um, back to positive, so Rod don't have to say I know, again, like with most horror movie whodunits and stuff, you go back and rewatch it, you know it's more things, and like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, she did leave the car light on, and like, just certain things. Um, I forgot the, I can't pronounce the actress's name, but the lead, uh, Mal, is it Malco? I forgot. Maria Bakalova? Yeah, yeah, she's great. She stars studying um, next to, next to uh, Rachel. Uh, they're both the still uh, scene stealers for me. Um, mm-hmm. I loved her performance. Uh, it's a very relatable performance too, uh, for some odd reason. It's a very great, like, quiet performance, especially for awkward people like me. Um, so it was really cool to see. Uh, there's uh, so she's gonna be great, you know, as Cosmo and stuff. I really fully believe it. <laughs> Back to like MCU talk. Uh, but yeah, this movie is just full on Rachel. Uh, she she's just a scene stealer man she was so great uh lee pace is also really good i thank like you it. someone I finally love, said it I like, no, lee pace. god he's so good in this movie he's so good the whole like scene was like where they're confronting him really well done the twist i knew something was afoot with pete davison i thought maybe he was gonna like wake up and be like oh it's a prank or something but it's something way more funnier and way more current with this generation it's so you know, because well I was gonna say I was gonna save it from where I went, but I, it's 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 so good because it's current, yeah. but it's also the most Pete Davidson thing I've ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> like you're like okay, yep, and like I, it's such a well done movie. Um, yeah, it's this generation Scream, which is funny because we got Scream Five, but this one felt more like of like a Wes Craven, you know, esque film, and I think. Just a perfect movie for this generation, man. And A24 moving more to slashers is a thing I love more than ever. So, yeah. So I can't really say anything that you guys haven't already said. I should have went first. But anyway, uh, I do want to give a shout out to really just the entire ensemble. They all played their roles so perfectly. When I walked out of this film for the first time, I was like, there is not a single likable person in this entire movie. And I'm glad the movie went in that direction. Maybe Maria Bakalova. Maybe she's probably the, maybe the only person Zach and then I think you may be able to like her just a little bit, but even then she still has like some stuff from her past and that was kind of like, you know, you talk about it and stuff. It, so whatever. But <sighs> Rachel said it, guys. Gosh, she she had me cracking up every single time she opened her mouth. She is so freaking funny. And if you have seen the movie she did, I think it was two years ago during the pandemic. Zach, what's the name of it? I'm forgetting the name of it. Diva Baby. Yes, so good. I think it's on Netflix now. So if, if you have Netflix, does have Netflix? If you have Netflix, go watch that. Go no, watch I think on Netflix. It's on Max. Is that on HBO Max now? I, I no, I think you're right. That. I I think you're right. I think you're right. So yeah, but watch Shiva Baby. It's excellent. I hear you when it comes to the pacing. I do because I think the second act there are some moments where I was like, okay, we can kind of either cut this scene out or put it or just kind of shorten just a little bit uh but they're one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is the lee pace scene when they're confronting lee pace about everything it's comical yet really suspenseful and i think that's the director of this film uh helena rain who i don't think i've actually seen any anything else from her i think uh looking at her filmography i don't think so so hopefully this will be a a good launching point for the rest of her career uh she does more stuff like this i'm glad a24 did this movie though because i feel like if this had been a paramount 
of Warner Brothers, they would have went the route of just actually having a killer in the film, uh, just to kind of have the big budget thrown out at the very end. And we still kind of get that, but it's within the group. And I just love the interactions between everybody. Everyone's like a chemistry with one another. This is one of my favorite ensembles of the year. Everyone is just acting their asses off, having a great time. Uh, Pete Davidson, so good. I think my MVPs are definitely Rachel Sennett. Uh, Amanda Stenberg deserves some love too, especially in the latter half of the film. She is, I, I love when I took her character because that's exactly the kind of thing they would do in terms of just like, let me see your phone. And then just fighting over, over nothing. And then of course the reveal at the very end when it turns out, spoilers, that Pete Davidson killed himself. I mean, I, I, I don't think any of us were expecting that guy. And I love, love that it went in that direction. Uh, it's one of the best. It's one of my favorite whodunits. Uh, I've already told Zach and Ben. And Ben, it's, it's my favorite. One of my favorite films of all time. Now, I have rewatched this film probably now five times. I want to say I, I saw it three times in theaters. I, I, I just it's such a blast to watch, especially with the crowd, Zach. Like you were saying, it's fun to watch with the crowd and just seeing everyone's reactions. But it's it's just such a great fucking movie, guys. So it's an S tier for me. But you guys put it. You guys give it uh, two A's. We'll put it on the A tier. Um, yeah, I. This is my favorite movie on this list that we're talking about. One came close, though. One came very, very close. And it's not what you think. I think Ben knows what I'm talking about. But it's it's definitely not this next film, They, Them. Uh, this movie's a pile of shit. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put myself and put this in the F tier. The dialogue is awful. The scares are not there. The messaging is all over the place. And it's actually really bad because this cast is so diverse. I love I love how diverse this cast is and that they actually went for it. Um, but nothing comes together at all. And by the end, it's actually now when they're doing like the, when they're introducing the, the camp counselors and everything in the very beginning, I was like, I bet you it's that person. And it was that person. Um, it's a peacock film. So I'm, I wasn't really expecting much, but I, I mean I wanted to be at least entertained, guys. So it's it's up there with Morbius and Texas Chainsaw, one of my favorite films of the year. It's uh, it's really it's really bad. So even Kevin Bacon's got all fullness. I don't even know how Kevin Bacon can be a can be bad in the movie, but he's bad. So uh, go ahead, Ben. Maybe you liked it. <laughs> no, no, I'm about the <laughs> about the same as you. Uh, I will say in the beginning, I was I was interested to see what they did with the concept because I feel like the director and team had to prove you know why um someone was was killing all these kids and it it kind of flips the script a little bit it doesn't totally you know it's not just like uh sleep away camp and and killing everyone they there's a little story there but i didn't like the story uh and yeah like you said it's just all over the place and and not not done well at all uh and i don't really know why bacon signed up for this either uh yeah that's money, it's, money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah i guess um that it's it's an easy f for me as well all right zach easy f for me as well um one of the only movies i have not i did not finish watching um i just wikipedia did it because i was like nope my day off i'm not wasting my time on this this is a bad movie offensively bad uh Oh, you get it? Kevin Bacon's in the movie because he was in Friday the 13th. You get it? You get it? It's set in the oh. camp. 
Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Ha ha. Sure. Fuck <laughs> um, yeah, this movie sucks. Um, very predictable. When I read the Wikipedia, I was like, yep, yep, I'm glad I just read it because I'm not wasting my time. They bust out to a peak song, which felt offensive as hell. And <laughs> just horrible. one of the worst scenes of the year. One yeah. of the worst scenes Top of the year. Tier. My God. Top tier. They actually, uh, they cut to Kevin Bacon's face when they're doing it. And I was like, I, I'm with you, Kevin. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, man. Um, Moonfall was my least favorite film of the year, but this one takes a cake because I didn't even finish it. At least Moonfall, I can laugh at. This one, there is no enjoyment. There is nothing. So, yeah, F tier for sure. See, Moonfall's not even my like, top 10 least favorite films of the year because it's just so bad. It's good. It's, I, I want to <laughs> show it to people. Like, I keep telling Kara, like, I want to show you this. And it's, it has that element. But this one doesn't. This one, Peacock is losing it. Hulu is winning it. So, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of streaming services, Paramount Plus debuted Orphan First Kill, the prequel to Orphan, because we were all clamoring for an Orphan prequel film. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's a joke. Uh, this, this is really funny, actually, because I don't remember shit from Orphan. <laughs> I think Orphan's fun. I think it's a good time. Uh, but no one was asking for this, so I'm glad I went to Paramount Plus. Uh, this movie's bad. But it's in that good, so bad, it's kind of funny tier. Uh, the twist in this is hilarious. I, uh, I, I love the twist in this um, because it's just like, wait, you knew this entire time who she was? And we're still going to go with this? We're still wrong with this? Okay, cool. All right. That, that's fine. Uh, and then the final confrontations act is just downright hysterical. Um, I mean, we obviously, we all knew she was going to get away. But I... Julia Stiles, who I admire, she's a great actress. What is she doing in this? She, what, what, what is she doing here? I mean, it's like uh, uh, the woman in the, in the first Orphan film, Zach. Why am I forgetting her name? Vera Farmiga. Yeah. What is she doing in that film? What, 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 is, she do? what is she doing? What, what are we doing here, guys? I'll tell you what we're doing. Doing the same thing Kevin Bacon did in May them. Getting that bank. Collecting that paycheck. Uh, this is a D tier film for me because Isabel Furman is the only one at least trying here. And I like how she she was in one of my favorite movies of the year last year called uh, The Novice. Uh, she is excellent in that film. It was actually my second third performance of the year. And it was a little bit distracting watching her character because she's playing, you know, this. I don't want to dive too much into spoilers on this in case you haven't seen The Orphan, but it was distracting. Zach knows what I'm talking about too. It was very distracting for a good chunk of the movie. Years. I think you can spoil it. <laughs> I don't know. That's... Nah, nah. I don't really want to talk about the movie anymore. Can, I, can we just skip the Zach and just put him in the D tier? Yeah, it's D tier. Uh, the movie looks ugly as hell too. I don't know. If it oh was... my god, the color grading, the palette is just yeah. awful. Everything looked blurry. Why did it look blurry? Was my eye? I don't know. If there was something in my eye or what, but it, this movie to me just looked blurry as hell. The twist is laughable, and I admire them going full on with it. But then it leaves. It, it, it just it was like, oh yeah, that's that's a creative twist, and then it just kind of goes downhill again. Back it's like it was like oh, it was like just boring i very disappointed i do love the first movie um it's very nostalgic to me 
and this one was just a bad prequel. It I, I admire uh, Isabella for coming back for it and everything, and she's very underrated, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the stuff they had to do to cover something up. If you don't, without spoiling it, I appreciate it, but I do not want it. So, <laughs> so distracting. It's so it's very distracting, especially it's very distracting, and yeah. <laughs> deep here all right let's talk about barbarian this is the film that came very very close of dethroning bodies 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 because this film came out of nowhere too i did not expect this film to be this good zach get us throw with barbarian biggest surprise of the year i was not looking forward to this film the trailers when for me how i know a horror movie may be kind of bad or just kind of cash grabby is when they start off with producers the producer of the grudge and the ring they don't show the director or like anything else they just say producers i'm like okay this may be just not that great of a movie i saw in the dolby theater because of the hype around it and i was blown away zach Kreger. I'm shocked because if you know who he is, he's from Wise Kids, you know, and I'm and he made Miss March, which is a god awful movie. So coming from that, like so many years later, and making a random horror film about toxic masculinity, it's it's freaking amazing to me. Uh, this is a great movie. This is an eight tier for me. Um, there are some pacing issues. I think that's what kind of takes a little off for me, but there's this movie's just so well made though and like bill skarsgård you don't know where it's going that's the main thing that's so like a driving force for this movie you do not know where it's going and i saw uh, like a little take that said this is like the first fede alvarez influenced movie that we're gonna get and i'm like holy shit you're right this feels like something fede will make this feels like something he will like produce or make and I, i'm very happy about that um just as long as a very underrated screen king and seeing him in the modern movie always just warms my heart because he's very, very underrated, underrated. And the ending is bombastic. It reminds me, Rod, you mentioned it. We talked about it, like a Resident Evil Biohazard-esque thing. And I got those vibes very on. It's also, the, here's the thing about horror films. I'm going to go on for a little bit. They are kind of, they have an other side, like the other side of the coin of comedy. And you got to have both sometimes. And this one, is the perfect example of that when you have a great like comedic timing of certain practical jokes it can both like benefit your horror elements and this one really does especially with the justin long and the tape measure scene i was dying my whole theater was dying laughing the entire time great great setup and scene um and how oblivious he is which goes back towards the end of the movie and um yeah, I'm gonna let y'all talk about this more. Uh, I love this movie. I saw, I've seen it twice now, and I can't wait to own it. Um, Georgina Campbell is really, really, she was really, really great in this. Can't wait to see her more. Um, yeah, this one was a big surprise for me. Yeah, Campbell was great. I I loved her in this movie. Justin Long though was my scene stealer. He is so freaking good. That tape measure scene, I was dying. I I I had it. I was I was just I was in tears. It was so funny. Uh, I want to talk about what I didn't like, though, and I think it's, it has to do with Justin Long and his story. I think we spent too much time going on this backstory. I think we could have cut maybe like a couple of minutes out of that, and the film would have been a little tighter. 
and I think the third act is a little too bombastic. It's a little too WTF. Um, it, it gets a little too out there, but that I can't take that away from my overall experience of this because I had no expectations going into this movie. So I was like, oh, it's a Fox film. No one's, I'm not, I'll just catch it on HBO Max or what later or watch it on digital. And then the word of mouth was really strong. And I was like, okay, fine. And you know, it's like a buddy of mine. I saw Adobe. Hot damn, this film was a lot of fun, guys. It is just a, and it's my sixth favorite film of the year so far. It is so freaking good. Uh, I was actually surprised by the Scars Scar because I thought she thought he was going to have more to do with the kind of mystery behind this. And then he kind of, I don't want to spoil it, but he kind of goes away for at a point, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're already done with this character. All right, see you later. That's, it's been fun. Um, but I like the story around Justin's Long, Justin Long's character because it kind of ties back into the end of the film. Look at how much of a dirtbag he really is uh, when he set when he sacrifices uh, her character. I was like, you asshole! And then he comes like, I, I'm sorry, I had no other choice. I'm like someone please kill this man and then, and then when he dies i was like oh not that way i was i was a little too brutal um good jump scares too good use of jump scares good use of tension throughout but also i don't know if you guys are like this too when you're watching this i'm like don't make that don't go down there don't you know not to go down there but did i care no because the movie was a lot of fun so yeah, Barbarian for me, it's actually an S tier for me with as well as bodies, bodies, bodies. I love this film so much. And it's actually coming on digital this week. So I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, this is actually the film I've seen the most in theaters this year is Barbarian. I have seen this film six times. I I I Zach, I needed to eat up, I needed to eat up this film so much. I love I love this experience. Um, so yeah, I I love Barbarian. It's it's a lot of fun. Plus, it was only in theaters for like in georgia for i think like three or four weeks they took it out really quick but the thing is and i always love seeing it it was the number one movie in the box office for i think what two weeks in a row yeah i think so you can't horror it's sad that the oscars do not consider horror in their categories because it's literally was saving it saved the box office for the probably since like august because what we got was this bullet train that's in the woman king um which were pretty decent like box office numbers but they horror has saved the fall season of box office glad then yeah this one was surprising um the the theater experience was great uh had several people you know getting the jump scares uh got to them and then laughing at the you know same parts and everything um it's one of those two where i was like really creeped out and then once i kind of found out what was going on then i was like all right let's see where this goes and then you know get into the the story and what's going to happen everything so um yeah it was interesting uh really interesting story and setup and everything um yeah i echo a lot of what you said the acting was really good and really funny uh just in long his I need to see more of his movies still, but I always like when he pops up and his, his podcast is really good. I think he's a cool guy. Uh, so happy to see him and stuff. Plus he, uh, yeah, he plays a asshole in this one, which I don't, I don't think he usually does. <laughs> it's kind of more the innocent, uh, funny guy. So, but yeah, all around good. Uh, the, the thing, yeah, the pacing, I guess a little bit 
in the at the end, uh, especially like you guys are saying, it's a little off. And I already know that nothing will match the experience of watching it for the first time. Um, but uh, watching it again just to see other people's reactions will be awesome, I think. So kind of double-edged sword, I guess, on that one. But uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'd go... I'd go A, high high B maybe on rewatches, but experience was great first time around. Okay, Zach, I was wrong. I've seen the Batman more. I was about to say. I've seen the Batman more. I was going through my A-list right now. I was like, nope, nope, I was wrong. I've seen the Batman, and I think Top Gun Maverick too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I think you've seen, but how many times did you get to see Black Panther? Ask me again November 11th. All right. <laughs> Ask me again. Ask me again. Later. That runtime. That runtime. Anyway. Yeah. That, that runtime is, is that something. Uh, so I said S. Ben said uh, low A, high B. Zach, where are you at? A. A. All right. Another A. <laughs> Just putting on the A tier. Okay. So we're going to talk about Smile now. Next. I'm just kidding. Uh, I want, ben, you haven't seen Pearl, so I'll be quick on Pearl because Zach's going to take forever. And I actually have to go in like 20 minutes. So Zach, please, please take your time, man. Don't, don't take no, just please. Uh, okay. Um, okay. What else left is there to say about Pearl that Zach hasn't already said on Instagram? Um, it's a character study. It's a very different film from X. And I loved it. I liked how we go to a couple of locations, Zach, but it still feels very isolated, right? I like how isolated it feels. I like how lonely it feels. There's a sense of loneliness in this film. I don't know if you got that sense, Zach, uh, but I felt lo- I felt a bit of loneliness here. Joker-like. Um, yeah, it felt it did feel like very Joker-like in that sense. And God, that monologue, it is it's hauntingly beautiful. But actually, before that monologue, Zach, is the audition. That's the scene that broke my heart the most. That is one of the more heartbreaking scenes of the year. It's, and it's because of how Mia Goth portrayed it. When you watch this film, you don't see Mia Goth. You know, we talked about Black Adam and The Rock earlier. When you watch The Rock movie, you know, it's, you see The Rock. When you watch Pearl, you don't see Mia Goth. You just see Pearl. Um, I, this is an A-level movie for me. It is a hauntingly beautiful character study. And all I have to say is uh, I feel bad for Pearl's dad because he deserved none of what he got in this movie at all. <laughs> he, man, I feel bad for that. man. If I could go back in time and kind of like wheelchair that guy out of there, I would. <laughs> I mean, that, that guy went through some shit. <laughs> Her mom's an asshole, though. Her mom's a complete asshole. She's a dirtbag. I'm not even going to hold back my thoughts on that one. And Zach knows what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. So, Ben, you're going to talk about Smile? No, no, no. Yeah, let's We're not. Go. Okay. <laughs> all right, Zach. S tier. <clears throat> so twenty minutes. All right, let's do eighteen. Um, <sighs> again, talked about a lot on. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, talked about a lot on film Instagram. Uh, I've seen this film three times in theaters. Um, this is another great theater experience for me. Um especially the end credit scene which is the greatest probably my favorite scene the entire year is that end credit scene freak me out man freak me out god it's so well done 
so many risks. Like I, she deserves again, an Oscar just for that post credit scene alone. Honestly, man, like I think I do have a like a strong feeling that she may may sneak in just for a nomination, just like Kristen Stewart with Spencer. I think it may sneak in. Um, but yeah, S tier Pearl's amazing, completely different film from X, uh, and it elevates both films so well. Uh, another like a Joker S like type of feel, but and like that sense of loneliness that's a great term you said because it is like you this film feels very again modern as much as like it's a 19 it's set in 1918 it's a very modern film especially post-covid they're like with like the whole flu like scandal during that time and them wearing masks and stuff it's a very modern film set in a like a different setting which shocked me to a point um and like you see, you feel that sense of loneliness from Pearl because she can't really go out much. She's stuck on the farm. She wants to be a star. There's a pl- there's like a, there's a bad flu going on. Her mom is very cautious about that, and especially with her dad's health. And she's like bedridden to be with her dad all the time to take care of him. But she wants to be a star. You get that sense of loneliness, and you understand where she's coming from. And that whole scene when she takes the projects like the projection the projector guy back to her house oh my god i get chills every time i love the whole setup of that him finding out the whole quick like oh i thought you had a dog and she's like oh uh uh and like her line delivery go ahead the lies are starting to catch up to her and i love how like she wasn't able to keep up with the lies anymore yes Uh, yes uh, i like how the film took its time too. like let that scene develop let that scene play out Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of rushing to the you know the yeah, them fighting and arguing, and then uh, his death scene too was just uh, my man. So gruesome! It, it's so cool. Um, very, I love it's it's the simplistic slasherness of it that I love. Um, there is some comparison to John Waters. There's John Waters films, and I can see it too. Um, they're just something about man, just me and Goss line delivery and everything. I know I've. I wanted to ask you this because this has been, I haven't talked about this with anybody else, but I wanted to ask you, and I meant to ask this after I saw it. Do you think she, her friend got the job or not? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. All right. Totally. I, I think so. That That's why she was very like more, a little bit more friendly to her and stuff. And, oh God, that monologue, man. I love that. But there's like, I, as much as I love the monologue scene, there's like other moments that she does, like when she's dancing with the scarecrow and just shouts, I'm married. I love that. Oh, oh, she's not just dancing with that scarecrow. I can't oh, look at yeah. scarecrows the same way again. <laughs> a good couple costume idea, just throwing that out there this Halloween season. Oh, for who? <laughs> you know, I'll let you and Kara have that. You know what you do. Y'all, y'all go ahead. Anyways, um, <laughs> Um, again, back to Mia Goth, like her line delivery. I know I like I praise Elizabeth Olsen so much for Doctor Strange and that line delivery, but I was not no. performance. I was <laughs> I was not expecting this as much as I loved X. Like I was so excited for Pearl, but I was like, yeah, it just kind of feels weird getting it the same year. And like, okay, let's just see. Man, I was again just blown away by everything. I want to watch it again so effing bad but it's not playing in theaters anywhere near here and i think it comes out in two weeks anyways on blu-ray but i think it's actually digital this week and blu-ray i think it comes up on blu-ray the same day top gun maverick does actually like the eighth whatever oh no no top gun's the first of november so maybe the week after that yeah it's on the i know it's like the same week as black panther um but anyways it's just 
man, that line, like, I had, like, so many line deliveries that just plays in my head just randomly, like, every other movie. Um, man, I just love this movie. I'm not gonna take much time, because I talked about so much on Instagram, but, yeah, it's... I haven't noticed. Ben hasn't noticed. Nobody has noticed. Um, unless Avatar, Black Panther, or even uh, Babylon, if those three movies aren't my favorite, this is my favorite of the year, without a doubt. This is I can't shut up about this movie and how well done it is. All right. So I'll actually go ahead and put this on the S tier because I think the gospel performance alone is worth putting this on the S tier. It is remarkable what she does in this film. I'm not joking. Like, I'm not being like, if she's not nominated, I'm not watching the Oscars this year. I'm I'm skipping it. It, It's a crime. It'll be a literal. Hold on, Zach. Hold on. Hold on. Here's (laughs) what's going to happen. Okay. Um, it's gonna get nominated for a Golden Globe in the comedy department in the comedy oh, section. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy and musical. Well, actually, technically, is a musical. Technically. <laughs> Real quick. You know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised now. <laughs> on the dance scene, the way her attitude switches. Oh like, my god. Her, like her focus to her happiness of being a performer. Amazing. Stars stunning. So here's why I play devil's advocate. Uh, her audition was terrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Her audition was awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I still felt bad for her. It, obviously. And like, God, I love this movie so damn much, man. You, like, they're just, with movies, when you love it so much, it takes a hold of you. And this is why we just talk about them. Because it just, uh. All right. So. I'll let you two talk about Smile while I go ahead and put Bodies, Bodies, Bodies in the S tier as well. So go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Smile. So I had been uh, built up to this one. Well, first of all, the trailer, I thought, looked kind of stupid, honestly. Uh, just another d- generic, weird, scary movie. Same with the title. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Um but then I heard some pretty good word of mouth uh, on Instagram, but also people in real life, too, were saying they were freaked out by it. And uh, not that Instagram's not real life, I mean, in person. Um, and uh, people talked about it and stuff, and then I was like, okay, all right, I'll go, I'll go check it out. And uh, Anna, too, said she was interested, um, but she meant like Redbox in the, in the warmth of our home. Uh, apartment to to watch it but i was like all right well, i, I want to check it out in the theater so i went and uh i kind of kind of disappointed honestly um the the concept is interesting i guess but it it just keeps playing on it the whole time and it it kind of acts like there's a mystery to solve uh and there is a little bit but i, I feel like i was always steps ahead of it um as it as it went along the Acting for the most part is good. Some of the line readings are are bad. I feel like I say that a lot, but her fiance. Um, what? Her fiance. Is yeah. The okay. I didn't. <laughs> I was debating if I wanted to call him out, but it, yes, he. Uh, gosh, there's just some stuff. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> it's really, it's really bad. Um, <clears throat> but, but then there's some. Well, also, there's there's just some dumb jump scares. Uh, I'm not one who likes 
jump scares, but when you do it effectively and in a cool way, then sure. But sometimes it's just like loud noises and cut. And I'm like, that that has nothing, adds nothing to the story. There's no purpose for that other than just to get people to, to jump. And that's stupid to me. Um, but then there's also like some slow camera pans and really cool, uh, you know, setups of scenes and stuff of the shadows and stuff coming out of the shadows where I'm like, oh, that was that was creepy. That was interesting, um, especially at the end, too. I was there was one point I was hiding behind my fingers. So, yeah, it's a it's a mixed bag. But overall, I was kind of kind of disappointed uh, after how much had been built up to it. Um, and the end, I won't spoil the end because you haven't seen a rut, but there, there is something really interesting at the end that I liked. I think you, you know, Zach, um, that, that kind of pulled me back in a little bit, but of course it was right, right at the end. So, Does uh, someone frown instead of smile. Yeah. I won't give it. No, that's not it. That's not it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you'll, you'll know when you see, but anyway, uh, yeah, Zach, what did, what did you think? It's a, you know what? It's funny. I actually thought I might want to go rewatch this today. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I had a nightmare about this movie last night. Oh. It's, as oddly as, like, I don't know why. I just thought of this movie in my dreams last night. Um, it's a very effective movie. I'll say that. I give it a B tier. Sosie Bacon did not know she was related to Kevin Bacon until they showed this little, like, thank you promo. Really? Like, she looks like, yeah, she was like, her last name is Bacon. She looks like Kevin Bacon a little in the face. And I looked it up before the movie. I was like, oh, that's her yeah. that's her daughter. That's his daughter. Cheekbones. Um, huh. Yeah. She she was really good in this movie. I she, again it's performances can really make or break a horror movie. This one really like again stole the show. Bottom of the barrel concept, man. This feels like a creepy pasta type of concept <laughs> that's so shitty, but it worked for me. I had fun with it. I was like the same way with you, Ben. I was like, uh, this looks, it looks so fucking stupid. It looks really bad. But like just the word of mouth and AMC was promoting the hell out of it. Every time I saw like a, like a movie suited for this trailer, they showed it twice. They show like the actual trailer and then they show, get your tickets early for your Dude, Okay. So I got so many push notifications from AMC, AMC, the AMC app, yeah. like, Hey, come see Smile or a couple of days early. Yeah. Hey, if you if you have yeah. a, a stubs account, get two thousand extra points. I was like, I, no, they're really promoting it. So, and then like the amazing marketing of the baseball game stuff, great. Oh, yeah. that was all that right. was great. That was. Really I was good. like, all right, you won me. Let's go see this. And I was genuinely surprised. Surprised, probably because my expectations were so low, and also the R rating. I always appreciate when the bottom barrel concept has an R rating because then at least it'd be kind of gruesome. And it is at points. Uh, there's a couple really dumb scenes. One involving a cat. Um, <laughs> how? I will not know. But it's pretty dumb. But, you know, that goes to horror sometimes. Sometimes dumb moments can be fun moments. And I think Smile is a B movie. I really do want to watch it again. And the last 10 minutes saved the majority of the movie for me. I love those last 10 minutes. And... Yeah, a great effective movie. All right, so you guys up on the beach here? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. I I was you know, I said Barbarian's my biggest surprise of the year, but I think this is probably the biggest surprise of the year just because of how shit I was like, <laughs> and how bad it looked and like the concept. But I thought you were gonna say how shit faced you were when you went to go see this. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> this would be a fun movie to watch shit-faced, though. <sighs> okay. I, well, I wish I was shit-faced for this last one, because this movie's just, just terrible, guys. And um, before we get started, though, there's some breaking news about Halloween Ends. That I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Ah, yes. <laughs> it had an 80% drop at the box office this weekend. It made $8 million. Wow. Good. I mean, I have never seen an 80% drop in my life. Well, maybe not in my life, but I can't recall the last 80% drop I've seen from a movie before. Wow. And you know what? Zach is right. Good. Because this movie's awful. I didn't even hold back on my review for the critic circle or anything like that. This movie is just terrible. Uh, the only saving grace is Jamie Lee Curtis. And even then, because I texted Zach about halfway through this movie, um, is this a rom-com? Because there is a scene between her and uh, old guy, old, old Sheriff McFart guy that, um, what's his name? Will Patton. Yeah, thank you, Will Patton. Uh, he needs to go the back to that... Go ahead, Zach. Was he the one in Halloween Kills that let Michael go in that flashback scene? Wasn't that his younger? I think it was. His I think so. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confusing, man. Who fucking knows anymore? <laughs> well, it's like I said, Zach. Uh, this trilogy had no plan, no direction. This character, Corey, should have been introduced in the 2018 Halloween. That way, when it comes to Halloween ends, it would have made more sense. And the final confrontation between Lori and Michael I was entertained, and the more I thought about it, I was like, this is lame. That was a lame-ass fight. This is terrible. Compared to 2018, yeah. Well, hold on now. Because actually, that uh, 20, the movie that last year, Halloween Kills, all of a sudden now, that movie's a masterpiece. Because uh, at least that movie was entertaining, and the kills were gruesome, and they actually showed the kills yeah. off-screen, or on-screen, whereas this one, they just showed a bunch of the kills you know, off-screen now. For what reason? I don't know why. Uh, this movie's infuriating. The daughter in this film. <sighs> left turn. Just a, just a left turn. Just a complete left turn. And then another left turn. And then another left turn. I don't even know where to begin. Because in Halloween and, and Halloween Kills, I liked her a lot. Uh, she was great. And then here, I'm like, what, what are we doing with her? And now all of a sudden, we, she's she's liking these bad boys now. This Corey character who's completely unhinged. I, and then and then she's gonna act like she didn't know who, what kind of person Corey was. Oh, you were right, Lori. Uh, you know he was a bad guy, bitch. You knew exactly what the fuck this man was. You just didn't care because you got caught. So, uh, Zach, I. And then Michael's gone for like the majority of this movie too. So. I, apparently, though, he's actually in this more than he was in the original I was about Halloween. to say that. I was about to say that. <laughs> I, doesn't feel like it, though. Really didn't feel like it at all. This is a segue to me right now. I hate that people are using that, because I yeah. watched Halloween on AMC the other, day, other night. Yeah, Michael's in it less, but his presence is always there. That movie's always on AMC, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this there's a big difference, and Carpenter used the time wisely to build up Michael. This one, mm-hmm. completely gone the first half of the movie. It, he's in the sewer. How is he alive? You can't tell me he's this mystical being, and then you provide us with the ending that you gave us. It makes zero sense. It's 
freaking stupid, man. Jamie Lee, I'm sorry, I love you, but no, this movie was not it. I don't know what they were going for. I'm very fearful about the Exorcist movie with David Gordon Green directing it. Um, it's oh my god, this movie pisses me off more and more. I thought about it. It's an F tier. It there's no right way to make a Halloween movie anymore. Like, because as someone who loves the Rob Zombie movie, I, I, I do. I can help you with that. Um, just stop making them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, let's just stop doing it and do something else. Uh, let's bring like back Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> um, this one is the F tier. It's bad. Corey was. This is the. It's funny how this is the second film that has felt like the Rise of Skywalker for franchises. When Jur- Jurassic World Dominion and now this, it's is baffling. Hold up. Because I well, you know. I, I feel like I've liked Jurassic World Dominion more than most people, but I do agree with you on the Rise of Skywalker comparison because that, oh, good Lord. Oh, no, no Dominion slander here. That movie's entertaining for me. But the Lotus and Dominion is the quarry for this. It comes out of left yeah. field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a plot. It's a plot device. That's all it is. It's a plot device to get to the final confrontation. You know, it's freaking bad. You know what this movie was missing? You know what this movie was missing? Uh, they made a decision in the last film. Um, hold on, let me pull up the actress's name. Some I don't know why I always forget her. Um, why am I forgetting her name, Zach? And she's in a lot of stuff that I like, and she's in the MCU. Oh, um, Judy Greer. Yeah, G- uh, yeah, yeah. Because that 2018 Halloween did such a great job with not just the thrills and the kills, but with character development. And, you know, just like getting us back into this world of Halloween, you know, making us feel fearful, but also really latching on to these characters. And then the last two films, I'll excuse the last one because the last one for me is now just a guilty pleasure thrasher, uh, 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 slasher film, slasher film. This just took what 2018 Halloween did and just get to the side. It, it, it really Halloween 2018 is a great movie to me. It's a great send off to Lori. It should have ended there. And I you know what though, and, Kenneth said the exact same thing on his story. Um, yeah. I remember that uh, with Michael burning in the house. That's yeah. For a lot of us, that's where Halloween ended with that film. It, it's funny how I make fun of like Star Wars fans for treating Star like the new sequel trilogy and like making fun of them for being so butt hurt. But sometimes I understand that pain when it comes to this franchise because it's it's so I wish like I hope they like make a whole new trilogy if they do retcon this forget Lori let's move on to something new with Michael because this movie is obviously gonna make money even though the eighty percent drop is shocking um, it still made what like sixty million now in the box office that is a very profitable movie for Halloween. Um, I see, I see I see it the opposite way because the first one did so well and then you saw big drop-offs from the last two. Now, the last one you can kind of excuse because we were still kind of in the midst of the pandemic. Not yeah. everyone was going back to theaters yet. And they did the whole Peacock thing. I don't, I don't know why Peacock continues to do this because I think they need to realize that people are not going to sign up for Peacock because that app is really worth I mean, if you're not a fan of The Office or Parks and Rec, there's really no or point w- for you to have Peacock. I mean, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. There's really no point for you to have Peacock if you're not a fan of those of those shows, um, because their original programming is all kind of bad. I still haven't watched that show, Ben. I really want to watch the uh, with uh, Chris Milioti, uh, the resort. I still mm-hmm. haven't watched yeah. that yet. 
That's good. Um, but I mean, Peacock's just a terrible, I mean, for me, it's just a bad service. Dude. It's a very buggy service too, I ain't gonna lie. It is, and I, I'm, I'm just gonna continue to pay for it because eventually something's gonna come along I'm gonna wanna watch. So I'm just gonna continue to hold on to it for now, but, and I still watch, we watch The Office sometimes, but yeah, Halloween ends, guys. It's, it's a big, big old F. Uh, go ahead, Ben. So, yeah, real quick. The, uh, yeah, it's very different from what I thought it would be. <laughs> they kind of built up, yeah, that um, big battle, I guess, between uh, Lori and Michael, which didn't really happen until the very end and was just kind of thrown in. I felt like, I feel like there is a good <laughs> or a, a decent kind of story here. Um, I, honestly, with, with Corey, I kind of, I don't know if y'all talked about it, uh, but I got uh, allusions to Joker, kind of that storyline. Well, I, I I agree. There is a good story in here, Ben, but they should have started that story two movies ago. Yes, so, or not or, even involved it in Halloween <laughs> uh, franchise. Yeah. Or if you were gonna do like a continuation of Michael through Corey, don't have Laurie Strode in it. Just do something. Yeah, very true. Like it's fun. Like. I've been seeing people say, well, it's different. It's a different. Okay, different doesn't mean good. Yeah. Sometimes it does not mean good. And just because it's different doesn't mean it's It's just a bad written movie. It's two scripts meshed into one. Yep. And if like, David Gordon Green couldn't figure out how to conclude this trilogy, so he just did this. And it's freaking awful, man. Yep. Yeah, it's a very different story. And that, that, like I said, that ending just feels tacked on and just like, ah, oh, you wanted to see this, didn't you? And uh, it's not very anticlimactic, man. Like, they yeah. did not live up to the hype that the promos were, you know, building it up to be. Yeah, uh, it was sort of just like stab, throw, <laughs> punch, right? Kick. Oh, um, Michael's dead now. And we really, and like, they grind them. I, 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 I really hate Universal for doing this, like teasing us with the unmasking of like seeing his face, and yet we never see his face still. I'm like, I really don't want to see his face. But like, don't tease us with that, and then you don't do it. Mm. I, I, that's really frustrating. Um, when the film started, though, I will say this: I was like, the opening to this movie was great. I was gonna say that was chilling. Yeah, that was a really good opening. And the first couple minutes, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This isn't so bad. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm gonna start talking. There's like for some reason I don't know why David Gordon Green does this where every time it cuts to a new scene he does like a loud like the character does a loud thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. someone like chops a meat Lori throws uh-huh. something uh-huh. around and then cuts to the next scene it got very, very yeah, he likes very doing weird. that it's like JJ with his uh, lens flares likes he likes doing that so um, okay so I think we all agree this is an F tier film um, I I'm sorry Jamie Lee it's uh. This is not the way I wanted you to go out. And I'm not even like the biggest Halloween fan here. Like, I, I really could care less about the franchise, but with 2018's film being so promising and so good, I, there, was, there was hope. One thing I am grateful that even Rob Zombie is commenting on his own Instagram is, you know, Halloween 2, his version of Halloween 2 is considered like the worst of the franchise. Mm. Now it's a masterpiece to everybody. Now it's like... Oh, yeah. a great- and he's even commented that like how that's hilarious to him. All right, so just to kind of run through this uh, tier ranking, guys, we have on the S tier, Pearl. On the A tier, Scream X, Multiverse of Madness. Nope. For some reason, Bodies, 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 and Barbarian. Uh, bodies, Bodies, Bodies should be on the S tier. 
but that's a conversation for another day. On the B tier, we have Fresh, Black Phone, Resurrection, and Smile. On the C tier, we have Men. On the D tier, we have Orphan, Kills, uh, good Lord. And on the F tier, we have Films. So, uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 25, uh, They Slash Them, and uh, Quarry Ends. So, we can go ahead. <laughs> and uh, Ben, before we wrap up, I do want to ask you two questions. One, is there a film on this list that you have seen that you want to talk that you want to shout out real quick? A film I have not seen? No, a film that uh, wasn't oh, on this list. That was a dumb question. Yeah, no. Uh, not on the list. Um, let's see. Uh, not particularly. Because I feel like some of the other ones have, uh, have been kind of disappointing. So I can't think of anything right now. Okay. Um, Zach, you want to talk about Hellraiser just for a quick second? Uh, yeah, Hellraiser is a dark and gloomy, great Dev- David Bruckner movie. Um, I actually like it more than original. Um, it's a completely different story. And yeah, uh, it's a great movie. Uh, also, Terrifier 2. If you're craving for a good slasher that Halloween ends didn't provide, go support Halloween or Terrifier 2. It has a budget of 250000 and it's already made like $4 million at the box office. So it's probably, I think it's the most profitable horror movie now ever. And I, it's a great movie. Crimes of the Future was great too. A great return for David Cronenberg. Um, Watcher was a good one. I always like yeah. seeing that Solid. actress. Kimmy, it knows more of a thriller, but that's kind of a, has some horror tropes in it. Uh, Kimmy was a lot. I almost, I wish. I wish it was an HBO Max original, but I don't know how well it would have yeah. done in theaters. So I, I, I go back and forth on that one because it would have bombed at the box office. No it would have. Uh, the Invitation is a great throwback to some vampire romp that just kind of missed a mark. So I bought that, Zach, and I still haven't watched it. It's been like sitting in my library. I'm like, I'm going to watch this eventually. It's just going to have, <laughs> it's going to be growing it's digital good- cobwebs on there, man. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't get myself to watch it. And my last movie, um, that I want to talk about, uh, or to pray, I consider more of an action movie, more people consider it horror, but it's, I think it's more action. I was very, very close to putting it on the list because that movie's awesome, but I did kind of feel it like a more action than, than horror. Exactly. Yeah. And I, again, always talk about Rob Zombie when I can. Uh, his Monsters movie, a lot of people hate it. I thought it was some hokey fun. Um, it's not that great. It's not his best, but it's a good kids movie to watch on Halloween. So I want to mention two things real quick. Uh, one, David Bruckner, who did Hellraiser, did such a great job with that movie. And guess what he also directed, if you guys don't know? He also directed The Night House. So, I mean, this guy is two for two. Um, I haven't seen The Ritual. Have you, Zach? Yes, I love that movie. It's, again, I, it flows so well with his filmography. Oh, Rafi Spells falls in that movie. I, know, I, I like that guy. Good I man, think you man. really love The Ritual. Brad. I like that actor. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a try because I like this other two films, obviously. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check that one out eventually. And then I want to mention this is more of a thriller too, but I want to mention it because I watched it for the first time on the plane a couple of days ago, and it was a bad bad idea because um, it just heightened my anxiety. And that was Fall, guys. I haven't logged it yet, but it's gonna be on my top ten films of the year. I love this movie. Really, it is a, I haven't seen I, it's a simple B movie. Honestly, like it's probably it's not going to be on a lot of people's top ten list, but I had such a good time with Fall. 
I, I bought it as soon as I hopped off the plane. I'm like, I'm going to watch this again when I get back home. It is so freaking good. Um, I know Darren gave it like a 4.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So I've always been kind of... Well, you know, it's one of those movies you don't expect much. And then it surprises you because there's like an actual like level of emotional depth here that you don't expect. Isn't there um, like a twist too that like comes out? Left yeah, left? there's a twist. There's a twist. And it was act. It was heartbreaking. I'll just say that oh, much. Um, yeah, it, it's guys, trust me. Like I'm not saying all of as much as I do. And I actually, I, I haven't even logged on my letterbox headset, but I thoroughly had a great time with, with fall. So check that one out. It's a fun little movie. Um, just watching on the plane, I was like, I got to stop. I have to, because it was just being that up high while those characters are up high doing the making. I was, nope, nope, nope. I hate heights. hate heights so much. Um, okay. I think that will do it, guys, for our best of horror 2022. And the year's not over yet. I think, it's not like, there's a couple more horror films coming up this year, but I don't know if they're going to be on the same level as some of these films we're talking about today. That Pray um, at Night comes out Halloween week. I'm excited to see that, actually. I'm actually I, a little I'm, excited to see that. I'm 50-50. I, I don't know. I'm going to watch it. Try to think I think there was one. I feel like there's one more that we're missing here. The Spirit Halloween Store movie, I think, is what you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Blockbuster? The show coming out in a couple of weeks on Netflix? Is that what we're talking about? God. Uh, I feel. Why do I feel like there's something else we're missing? The menu. The menu. You know uh, what? Uh, yeah, kind of. It looks it's a thriller. Like no, I think we covered everything. Honestly, I think horror's kind of done for the year. Kind of, yeah, I think so. I mean, unless you want to count Violent Night, but that's that's more of a thriller, also thriller action oh, movie. Werewolf by Night. Hey, I'm surprised you didn't mention that yet. I thought we're putting it on the list, and I, you know, I. No, I mean it. Look, it was great. I had a, I had a great time with it. It's a little overhyped. Um, the hype for that thing was just ridiculous. Best thing in Phase Four? <laughs> no, no, it, it was not the best thing in Phase no, Four. Not, not it, it was good. It was good. Uh, ben, do you have any thoughts on World by Night? Yeah, it was all right. Um, way overhyped. Way it, overhyped. God, I was. I, and I I think part of that is because. A lot of people were disappointed, or were disappointed with She-Hulk that they were kind of just having to yeah. hype themselves up again. I, if you go back and rewatch Phase Four movies or even some of the shows, you'll realize that Werewolf by Night is not even close to the level of some of the other stuff that come out on that year. But Zach, where can people find you online as we wrap up? Uh, my new Instagram handle is the Horror Enthusiast. There are three R's, so it's H O R R R O R. Um, yeah, and I'm having fun posting more of this horror stuff so if you're wanting more horror content just follow my page ben where can people find us online you can find us on instagram at the infinity film podcast and email us with your favorite or least favorite if you want to talk about those two films of the year in the horror genre uh we are at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com that's rb like rod ben dot the infinity film podcast at gmail.com all right uh a little break still gonna be back every week i still have some ships coming up but uh we'll be back more than usual um it was a nice little break actually but i'm not gonna lie kind of good to kind of step away for a little bit um 
so yeah, continue to follow us on our social, our social medias and stay tuned for more content. Happy Halloween, by the way, to everybody out there. Um, hope you guys have a good time. If you're going out to Halloween parties, please stay safe. I'm actually going to the Squid Game Guard this year for Halloween, guys. I'm excited. It was either that or Miles Morales that I decided to do a Squid Game Guard. Only reason why I was like, you know, everyone's probably going to be doing Squid Game this year. But I feel like enough time has passed where I can get away with it. So, plus the cost of my name was almost like, 40 bucks, something like that. So that wasn't too bad. Nothing too expensive. Zach, you do anything from following? Uh, yeah, we're going to have like a little get-together. Uh, me and my wife are going to go as Herman and Lily Munster. So, oh. we bought our, yeah, we bought our costumes a month ago, and we're very so. If you follow me on nice. Instagram, you will see that picture of me as Herman Munster. Yep, his new profile picture. All right, Ben, what is, uh, you got any Halloween plans? Oh, yeah, going to a party, and uh, a little less scary, but uh, I will be woody uh Ardy, our dog will be uh woody or uh buzz and uh I'm about to say what, what's happening here <laughs> yeah. no i'm woody Ardy's buzz no and then uh anna's the uh little little green alien the claw so yeah, yeah. Claw. toy story theme <laughs> she said it was hard to find a bo peep costume is why <laughs> the alien. yeah that's that's that that, that, that that probably is hard well yeah yeah probably okay all right. Plus carrying okay. around a sheep and little Artie is a lot to do. It's so. Not too much work. Just just Artie <laughs> up as a sheep. <laughs> yeah, true. But anyway, see, I'm, it'll I'm, be fun. I'm, I'm saving lives one day at a time. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next episode, whenever that is. So, happy Halloween again. Boo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>